Hey everyone, welcome to Affinity Talks podcast. I am your host, Sheila Teresa, and my hope is that you'll find answers to all the questions related to migrating to Australia. As a lot of you are currently in lockdown, it is our hope that we can provide you with some answers regarding applying for student visa or what to do if you're currently a student here in Australia. Without further ado, let's welcome Min Feng Zhang to talk us through this episode. So Min Feng, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Affinity Migration? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Sheila. Affinity Migration was started about uh, four and a bit years ago. Um, both myself and my business partner are both migrants, uh, and we started this company really with a heart to help other migrants to come to Australia, whether that is temporarily or on a permanent basis. That's great. Um, so I guess today uh, the topic of our interview will be on uh, student visa, and um, because of coronavirus situation, I guess there are a few changes that is happening right now in Australia. And so what are the subtype, or sorry, I should say, what are the subclass of visa that are included in the student visa? Yeah, so they've really simplified student visas in one sense. So there's now two main subclasses. One is a subclass 500, that is for people who are coming over to study. And then there's another subclass 590, and that is for, uh, I guess, parents who are accompanying uh, minors or, you know, people under 18 who are coming over here to study. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that there are quite a few uh, different type of student visa. So, um... I have a question here. If I'm thinking of studying in Australia this year, 2020, can I still do it? It's a very good question. It, it's a difficult one to answer. Um, firstly, for those who are in a financial position to still uh, pursue further studies, I would still recommend enrolling, uh, although you would probably enroll for a course that has a start date later this year or early next year. Um, and, and that is because even if you are given a student visa, there's no guarantee that you would be able to travel to Australia on a temporary visa. For those uh, who right now perhaps whose families might be going through financial hardship or who are experiencing financial hardship, you are probably better preserving that uh, fund to, to see where um, it goes. You know, if, if, the, if your financial situation improves, uh, you know, towards the second half of this year, then I would still recommend uh, applying for a student visa to come and study here. Okay, so uh, is there an option where I can um, first, like, study online first few semesters and then come later? And what about the application for the student visa? Uh, right now, a lot of colleges, uh, TAFE and universities in Australia have moved to online learning. So that is very much possible. Uh, you, you can uh, commence online learning. Um, in terms of the application for the student visa, it's still a very similar process as, as before, uh, whether, where you have to enroll in a university first or a college. And then you get a uh, what's called a COE. It's a confirmation of enrollment. And that is a document provided to you by the university to say you have enrolled. And that document is critical when applying for a student visa because without it, the immigration department cannot link you and a particular uh, institution that you have enrolled into. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my other question is then, because after I graduate, say, for example, I, my course is three years, and after I graduate, 
um, I want to be able to apply for the temporary um, resident visa. Will that affect my application? Because if let's say I start this year, but it will all be online and I'm not starting, you know, I'm not entering Australia until maybe one or, you know, one and a half years later. Mm. That means my period of stay is now shorter. Yeah. Um, so if you've got a three-year study, then you only really need two years of study to meet the uh, one of the requirements for the temporary graduate visa, also known as a subclass 485 visa. It's those who whose study duration only lasts two years overall. Uh, those are the ones that I'm more concerned about because uh, they don't have that one-year buffer uh, to spend overseas or to study overseas. That will then depend on how the immigration department rules on it. And so far, they haven't provided uh, such flexibility for offshore applicants who, who are studying online. Um, so yeah, so that, that's a difficult one. The, the honest answer is we don't know how they will rule on this matter. Okay, thanks for that. Um, so another question here I have is that if I am currently a student and currently in Australia and I'm due to finish my degree in June, can I apply for a um, temporary visa to extend my stay? You can. Uh, so if you do qualify for the subclass 485, which is the temporary graduate visa, then yes, you can go ahead and apply for that. That is probably the best um, option. If you don't qualify for that, uh, then you will probably need to speak to a um, registered migration agent or immigration lawyer to see what your options are. Uh, the, the normal options would be, you know, a student visa to extend your stay if you are um, genuinely intending on taking further studies. If not, it's, it's a visitor visa to, to stay here until the borders in your home country open again. Hmm. Okay. And so what happens if I need to extend my visa because I need to repeat a semester? That, that is perfectly fine. Uh, all you do is apply for a new student visa. And the reason for it would be that you need uh, some extra time to complete, you know, a subject, two subjects or one semester. Mm. Yeah, so that, that's perfectly within reason. Yeah. And if let's say I want to, I've already graduated and I want to apply for another degree, can I do this still? Yes, you can. The probably the the biggest hurdle that you would have to meet, um, and one that would be in uh, a concern of the immigration department right now is everyone who is in a country that is affected by this pandemic seems to be either um, losing their jobs or seems to be in a financially precarious situation. So you would really have to demonstrate to the immigration department that you do have the necessary funds to support yourself whilst you're here and to pay for your tuition fees. And you would also need to demonstrate to them that there is a genuine intent to study. That the course you are enrolling into is a uh, forms part of your career progression and not just to extend your stay in Australia. Mm -hmm. And so if I am due to graduate, sometime this year, can my parents apply visitor visa to attend my graduation? That's, uh, that's an interesting question. That will depend on the Australian government's approach towards opening their borders. Uh, 
there has been some uh, discussion, and this is purely you know discussions, that the Australian government will relax travel between the states, uh, meaning between each state of Australia, but will uh, continue to keep its borders closed to temporary visa holders wanting to come in. So I, I don't know. I, I hope that by, you know, if there's a graduation ceremony by November, December, hopefully that the Australian borders uh, are open so that parents can come and attend graduation ceremonies. The alternative might be that if universities um, are aware that there is still a travel ban into Australia, they might postpone the graduation ceremonies to a time where families and friends would be able to come and attend. Right, mm. but what about if by then my visa has already expired? Yeah, so I guess back to what we were speaking about before. So if your visa is about to expire, then you would need to find a way to uh, either remain here lawfully or if there is an option to returning to your home country, um, then that would probably be uh, advisable. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so... You know, going back to what you were saying about how some people uh, who are studying here and as well as working part-time have been affected by this whole situation, which mean, meaning that they're no longer able to afford um, the rent or even daily expenses. So have the government sort of talked about some help um, that will be made available to international students? The federal government uh, as a whole probably hasn't taken taken that much action uh, in regards to financial subsidy for international students. Um, the state government, uh, especially Victoria and Tasmania, have probably dealt with this a little bit, um, I guess, better in some ways. So both these states have released emergency funds uh, for international students who, who are affected. Um, but I do know that state governments such as New South Wales uh, have put in measures so that if you cannot afford your rent, you cannot be kicked out of the apartment that you're living in. So each state has different policies uh, to cater for international students. So uh, I would recommend going onto the state government's website of, you, of the particular state that you're living in to see what help is available. Okay. So, and my other question is, can I access my superannuation if I run out of money? Yes. So temporary visa holders um, have been permitted by the ATO to access their superannuation funds. So you would need a uh, to, to write a request I, to the ATO, I believe. And then uh, once that's approved, then you can go ahead and access your super fund. Although, you know, if you if you do need to access super fund, um, fair enough, that, that's fine. You, you should definitely go ahead and, and do that. But if you are, you know, uh, if you if your financial situation is not at the point where you need to access your super fund, then I would recommend speaking to your accountants or a financial planner to see what the long term consequences of that are. Mm. Because if you do uh, if, if you do decide that your future is in Australia, then accessing your super fund this early without possibly putting money back into it to make up for that, um, even if you are allowed to. Uh, could have consequences for you in the future. So definitely speak to a professional in that area. Okay. And so 
you know, um, with the coronavirus situation, I know that it's improving. But let's say that somehow a student is affected by the virus and have to go to the hospital. Will the expenses be covered by the government? So we know that uh, permanent residents uh, of Australia have the Medicare card, which means mo most of our expenses, if not all, are cared for if we go to a, a public hospital. Student visas, student visa holders rely on something called the Overseas Student Health Cover. And that is purchased through the various private um, institutions. It is up to uh, the health insurance provider and the particular level of policy you took out uh, to determine whether you, you would be covered for any treatment at hospitals as a result of uh, the pandemic. So again, that's something that you would need to speak to your insurance, health insurance company about. Mm, okay. And um, so aside from the insurance, um, because of the coronavirus situation and financial and other issues that a student may have, can the students suspend their studies for a semester? That is a question that we have been getting a lot of. Now, deferral of, of studies um, is an agreement between the student and the college or institution they are studying at. Immigration in its policy does allow a student to suspend their studies if there are special circumstances. Most people would consider the pandemic a special circumstance and I, I, would, I would think that immigration at this point in time would have a more lenient approach towards these, these cases. So I would find it very hard to accept uh, or to understand if immigration came and reviewed a lot of the deferred studies and started refusing student visas. Mm. Because I believe at the end of the day, they are also trying to do what is best for international students here. Uh, that is something you can discuss with your uh, college or your institution. Uh, and I'm sure they would be happy to defer your studies and I'll I don't believe that is something that immigration would cancel your visa on. So it, is it also the same thing as well? If one um, plan to change their course of study from full-time to part-time? That again, um, I mean, your student visa requires you to maintain full-time study. So if you switch to part-time, you would technically be breaching one of your visa conditions. So again, what sort of approach would immigration take towards that? Uh, that is something that remains to be seen. Mm. Right. Okay. Thank you so much for the interviews and answering all my questions today. So for my listeners, um, how can they find you? So if you would like to uh, get in touch with us, um, you can either look us up on www.affinitymigration.com.au or you can go onto Facebook and look up Affinity Migration um, and you can send us a message through there. And, you know, if you've got any questions that you would like answered through a podcast, uh, you can post it or, uh, on, on our Facebook page and, and we can, um, yeah, pick some of the most commonly asked ones and create a podcast around that. Awesome. Thank you, Bin Fang, for today's. 
And so what we were just discussing is as of the 3rd of May 2020. And of course, all these laws and regulations keep on changing depending on the situation. And we've also heard that the restrictions are now easing a little bit. So I hope that things will improve and which means that the situation for students and uh, international students especially will continue to improve as well. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. I've started answering a few questions related to student visa in the current coronavirus pandemic. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Affinity Talks podcast. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to email us at info at affinitymigration.com.au or find us on Facebook, Affinity Migration, and send us a message there. Have a great day.